the podcast where we sip and spill. Welcome back to Tea with Key. Hello, all of my listeners out there. Thank you guys for tuning in. Want to let you know what's up on today's episode. Got somebody real special to me on the show. Introduce yourself to the people out there. Hi, I'm Dre Sullivan, or known commonly known as Sean around Greensboro, North Carolina. But outside of Greensboro, North Carolina, they know me as Dre or Dre Sama. Hi, nice to meet you. <laughs> what do you want the people to know about you? That I still move mysteriously, so there's not much to know if that makes sense. But I'm still <laughs> I'm still producing. I just always remember that I'm still producing no matter what. No matter what kind of downtime there is or if the whole country is on fire, I'm still making beats no matter no matter what. So yeah, that's what the people don't know. Consistency, Consistency. is key. Exactly. That's what matters. That's what matters. Shoot. Well, I know you said that you're not sipping on something right now, but if you were sipping on something right now, what would it be? It would be between ginseng tea and that tea that helps you out when you're sick. I forgot. That's like the throat coat or something like that. That's, yeah, I can't remember. that one's really good actually i actually mentioned that yeah i feel that like a hundred percent um i think i think it's traditional medicinal that makes it i know like in an earlier episode i was like in kroger with one of my friends and we were we were talking about it that's definitely a good one i'm sipping on so i actually i hadn't heard of this tea i was actually walking uh in kroger the other day and i was grocery shopping and tazo has this yeah oh Oh, oh, i keep forgetting that i keep forgetting you pass like through the Mason Dixie line, like all the Harris Teeters and then the Kroger's. I forgot. Yes. <laughs> I okay, because real talk, when I moved to Atlanta, I had no idea. I had never heard of Kroger. I was like, what is this nonsense? Cause yeah, like there's no Harris Teeter or Food Lions here. I think that's the this I think that's what it is down there. It's just Kroger, you know, it's just like there's no like was there uh was there a Balo down there at all? Is there? No, no. Yeah, okay, so basically Kroger is the equivalent because it's literally every other mile so gotcha so yeah i figured so like every place that's supposed to be like a full line or hair cereal bottle is kroger i remember going to that store around the time michael jackson died and it was i think i went to ohio and they had kroger's so, oh wait really yeah, oh shit. i mean i think so because oh. i think that's where i exactly went i went to San sandusky for, uh, for cedar cedar point because they have the fastest roller coaster and it just so happened that week michael jackson died so you know there was michael jackson things everywhere like michael mm. jackson music playing everywhere and so but i remember going into kroger and they had like a whole wall full of just michael jackson magazines or whatever <laughs> just just to sell them i guess but yeah i, I think i've been in the kroger once or twice but not in north okay. carolina i know that for a fact <laughs> yeah no not at all well it's crazy too because so when i left greensboro we didn't have Publix, and now like there's a Publix in Greensboro. So it's crazy. Is there now? Yeah. It's like, I think it's out like past like Adams Farms, this area. Is it? I know my mom was like, we got Publix. I'm so excited. <laughs> Is it just one? I was just like, I mean, as like far one, as I know, but Publix? you know what? When I be coming home, I'm not focusing on grocery shopping. I really be focusing on eating instead. And usually the groceries are already there. Not gonna lie. <laughs> uh, <laughs> 
understandable. <laughs> but um, yeah, I was like rocking in Kroger and I passed by. Yeah, they have this like tea. It's called Joy. It's like, so it's a black tea. Well, it's like black mm. and green tea, but it's like, it's oh. tea with like a peachy hint and it's like really good. Like I'm drinking it right now. And that sounds delicious, actually. <laughs> It is. It's really good. Well, they said it's like a seasonal tea. So like, I don't know if, you know, when like springtime rolls around, if it's still going to exist, but I really like it. And that is my cup for this episode. So yeah, <laughs> nice. I'm not... You better collect all the boxes while you can, just in case it is seasonal, you know? So you can just flex on people like, oh, I got this peach black green tea right here. What are you sipping on? They was like, oh, that was just last season. And you could be like, oh, I was just smart enough to like <laughs> stock up just to flex. <laughs> imagine oh god i feel like stuff like that like happens with my mom she'll like something that comes out and it's only temporary and then it's like gone like way 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 back in the day like when vanilla coke came out and like they brought it out for a little bit and like then they took it away and then like i mean like it still exists now but yeah it's uh it's something but try new things you know you might just be walking and you're like ooh, this might taste delicious uh, let me see what's up i'm, I'm trying to try new things every day if that makes sense i started eating sushi well not too long ago i'm starting to eat other sushi rather than just like the shrimp sushi to be safe you know because i'm gonna expand my taste buds so i'm making salmon tonight after, after this oh my god i'm like so like in love with that statement because the way in which sushi is just like there's just so many different routes you can go and it's like so delicious and if i was like if i had like the like money i would eat sushi like all the time <laughs> same here same here actually it's uh i like dragon rolls i like california rolls just the possibilities are endless because it depends on who's making it and mm -hmm. how it depends on the creativity of the person who's making it, if that makes sense. That's why every sushi restaurant is darn near different. Exactly. Oh, yeah. Exactly. It's like art, but food, you know? Well, like, exactly. I mean, food is art, but yeah. <laughs> the way that they do it is, is, is art level. If you ever watch them do it, you know? Like, especially with the bamboo uh, sticks and all that fun stuff, it's, it's exquisite to watch, if that makes Mad sense. Facts. Wait, do you ever like make sushi yourself like at home? Uh, nah, my brother knows how to, but me personally, I haven't gotten that far. I could cook, but I haven't gotten that far yet. I know that for a fact. Yeah, it'd be like a fun little, you know, new thing. I mean, people, you know, try to like do new things like new year, new whatever, like. <laughs> So. Uh, well, well, you just gave me a goal for next year. Learn how to make sushi and learn how to make it perfectly <laughs> for to. people <laughs> and make it different styles. I might put bacon in my sushi. You never know. Or turkey bacon if you if you don't like swan. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm not opposed to that, you know. But, I mean, shoot, as long as you like it, shoot, that's all that matters. <laughs> you know? Yeah, that's understandable. Oh, yeah. Mm. It's, uh, oh, wait, but, so I meant to, like ask you this because I actually like couldn't remember because okay so like when I have people on the show you know I like to talk about how we know each other and uh -huh. obviously you know we went to school together but do you remember like the actual first first time that we met 
I think about it all the time because it was the first time I was on stage as well. <laughs> but uh, I met you at the talent show 2011, Southeast. You was doing something with Lauren. Lauren, if I, if that's her name. I know that we, oh, yeah, we were both in a talent show. Cause like I sang, I know that she played the piano. Yeah. Oh my God. That was like, wow. I was doing ad libs for Fantasia because her and her brother was pretty darn big in Greensboro at the time. So I was like, mm -hmm. why not? So, so I was doing, hey, God, don't, please don't pull up those pictures if you have to. <laughs> no. Okay. Real talk. <laughs> like I, I, I know for a fact, I'm actually, I'm actually curious because I feel like I, I feel like I had posted them. Cause sometimes I get like, you know, like nostalgic. You ever like, like, just like go back and like look at old photos. Oh yeah, I do. Most definitely. So you're not human if you don't, I swear. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm really like, wait, like, can I actually find these? Cause I, I'm picturing it like in my mind. Oh my gosh. Okay. The phone. Okay. So obviously phones were like way different back then. Oh, of course. It was 2011. Okay. Of the decade. <laughs> I, yes, I have the photo. Oh my goodness. Okay. So I posted it January 27th, 2012. And I tagged you and Fantasia. Oh my goodness. I'm actually about to like send you this screenshot on Instagram. Uh, um, I, oh, I, I have it in my head already i was going through my asap rocky slash tolly the creative phase it was just uh see what i'm saying just <laughs> that's the picture i'm thinking about right now <laughs> oh my goodness all the feels all the feels no like that was like fun i mean we were young and like we like you know we were already like creative and we were expressive and like i, I mean it's trying to it figure out who we was i'm shoot i'm still trying to do that no, but like going on stage, like takes, it takes courage, you know, like not everyone can go up on stage. So I ain't oh gonna lie. Every show that I do and you see me on stage, my face is calm because, you know, that's my demeanor. But my mm. heart is always racing 300 times. I almost had a heart attack on stage. Wait, <laughs> every time, really? Every time is because of my, but I don't let it get to me because this is what I want to do. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, I'm not about to mm -hmm. let anxiety stop me right now of all times, you know what I'm saying? So I go on stage and I do my work. But the entire time, my heart is like racing, racing hard. And that's why you see me so sweating on stage. It's not because it's hot because my heart is going beating a million miles per second yeah. but i'm trying to keep it cool at the same time which i do pretty well i would say mm -hmm. but yeah i'm always nervous but i will never let y'all i'll never show it you know i'll never let people have that satisfaction i feel that i feel that shoot well yeah because it's like if your face is like okay yeah i got this you know we're not mind readers so we're just like oh yeah okay like he got this i see him <laughs> <laughs> but on the inside like boy don't you trip <laughs> oh don't my goodness trip, mess up on the word nothing just but it's just i guess it's part of the work ethic like broken heart he can go out there and he can do it fearless, fearlessly because that's who he is but like me i'm not scared and it's just like i'm not gonna I'm not going to let it get to me at all, but I still have the anxiety of that makes mm -hmm. Of course. Being true to yourself is really what you got to focus on. You know what I'm saying? Because, I mean, even though, I mean, I'm not like an artist. Like, I don't like, <laughs> I'm not like performing in front of people. 
But uh, this is an art. I don't care what people say. Podcasting is an art. If you can talk to people, that's an art as well, too. It's called the gift of gab, right? Oh, wow. Yeah, actually. Oh, yeah. My mom said that. You're right. Oh, wow. Okay. So I definitely like take that statement back, I guess. Well, I guess it's just because like, you know, like we're having a conversation right now. So it's like really calm, cool and relaxed. And, you know, if I happen to like blunder, I can always like, you know, go back and like, <laughs> exactly. Um, <laughs> you know, I mean, yeah, I did do one um, live, but it was like through my old roommates, Instagram, because we wanted to give people like the opportunity to ask us questions at the same time. Yeah. Technically podcasting is an art. I mean, technically we're both like audio artists. <laughs> I don't even know if that's exactly. a phrase. <laughs> audio workers audio audio artists audio pushes you could call it anything that you really want to but as long as you keep the audio that makes sense <laughs> yeah you could be an audio connoisseur you know i probably need to to learn a little bit more before i drop that uh you know connoisseur like after it i'll say like a like a dang i can't even think of like the right word but, uh, trust me i'm thinking while i'm going <laughs> No, literally, I'm like rattling up my brain side to side, like, hmm, like, do I know words? But, um, anywho, anywho, anywho. Okay, so I kind of want to, I kind of want to start from like the beginning. So I want, I want you to like take me back. How did this all begin? I mean, obviously, like, you have, you have a passion for music, but I want to know when this all started. I want to know when it clicked in your mind, like, hey, this is what I want to focus on. This is like what I want to do. This is what I want to spend my time doing. Kind of like take me back. I would say 2006. I would say 2006 because that's when I got my first keyboard randomly for Christmas. And I was going ham on it for a while. And I realized that, hey, I'm good with my fingers when it comes to music, especially when it's... Because it had a drum programmer in it for some odd reason for a keyboard. So I can just make the most simplest, simplest, dustiest beats you ever heard this side of the Mississippi. But it had a, it had a beat machine on it. I didn't know how to exactly work it. And it, it, it lit up so it can guide you through it. Mm-hmm. But you wouldn't make anything exquisite. You can't sample with it or nothing. You could just use the drums that were on the keyboard. I was like, that's awesome, nice. And I also had, I used to have a bunch of tape recorders around the house for some some odd reason. Now I remember, sorry. <laughs> I used to tape the radio. I used to tape the radio because I didn't have an MP3 player. We was broke. I didn't have an MP3 player at the time, so I would take those tape recorders, I would put it next to the radio, and I would record the whatever songs I like. I would take that mm-hmm. to school on headphones and stuff like that. And then I discovered instrumentals on YouTube. And so that... Plus, I would say, and people might laugh, but watch you get rich and die trying. <laughs> Maybe want to rom. It most definitely made me want to rom. So one morning before school, this is like sixth grade, going to seventh grade, took that tape recorder and I pulled up an instrumental on YouTube and I just started writing and I started rapping mm-hmm. to it. And I was like, oh, look at that. I could record myself. It sounded, excuse my language, shitty, but because <laughs> it was on the tape recorder. It was on the tape recorder, but, you know, I starting to write from that and, like, teaching myself how to record, it, it, it came from that. And then I used to suck really bad at school around seventh grade, and I used to fight a lot as well, too, because my anger wasn't put in the check like that. So my mom pulled me out of the Guilford County school for a while and she homeschooled me for like a year and a half. Mm. And I did all my work early. So I didn't have a second semester. So I was just always in the house. 
I got cabin fever and vertigo from it. But I was always in the house. <laughs> mm-hmm. I was always in the house and I was always on the computer as well, too. And that's when I discovered FL Studio just going around the internet because Soldier Boy was popping around that time, if you remember, <laughs> 2007. Was. And he, for the first time, he was the only artist that was actually saying how he did it. You know what I'm saying? Rather than be like, well, you know, it's just me. I did it. He, he, he actually was like, I downloaded FL Studio. I learned how to make beats. I downloaded Photoshop. I learned how to make album covers. I put mm-hmm. those two together, and then I started putting my music out on MySpace and stuff like that. That's mm-hmm. his formula, I, and that's literally what I've been off of ever since. So you could say Soldier Boy was also a help, <laughs> help, helping that as well too in that area. And then fast forward 2009, 2010, 2011. So when I got my first personal laptop, so around the time I met y'all, you and stuff like that, I got my first laptop and then I learned how to make beats. Mm-hmm. I learned how to make beats officially on that because the whole reason why I couldn't really on the other computer is because it had parental controls on it. <laughs> so Wait, I couldn't really download what? FL Studio. Yeah. <laughs> and oh I have parental because you got to remember it's a homeschool, it's a homeschool computer. So it had parental controls on it. So I can't really download like anything drums or any tutorials or anything like that. So I just abandoned it right then and there, but I did learn how to use Photoshop through it because mm-hmm. it allowed it through because it was Adobe, you know, Adobe's used for learning and stuff like that. So they just let it through. But FL Studio, the computer was like, oh no, that's that's not part of what we do. And we'll Don't watch me, like, <laughs> it will let me access it like that. So the computer that my mom got me was a Beats by Drake, Dr. Drake computer, which I still have. It don't work, but I still have it. And I learned how to make beats and I just practice every day. If we ever had a class together, you would see me with the dang laptop out when I finished because you remember they let us on our devices whenever we finish classwork early or whatever, if you remember that. Mm. And I took full advantage of it. I was like, you know what? I'm going to just use my computer. And they didn't say anything about it unless, like, it was interrupted class time. But they just let me be yeah. on my laptop and I learned how to make beats through that. And then vice versa, I ended up meeting Nick through his brother. And we did a project, which was half produced because he got the other half from the he got the other instrumentals from YouTube. The other half that we was creative on, yeah, we made we made pretty much together. I ain't gonna flex because he had a lot of input on like giving me samples and stuff like that. So he it was a collaboration. He, yeah, it was a collaboration. I forgot the name of that project. I think it's like Brainwash or something like that. And it's probably still on SoundCloud to this day. But I would say that's the first official project I made for anybody. But before I met Bags. 2011 i met chris if you remember him yeah. i met chris Isn't i met stage name like like alpha wolf or something like that? alpha wolf i met chris and if you remember kier kier yeah. james i met him. i met the both of them and kier liked the way i rap and then he, he also knew that i made instrumentals and stuff like that so he, he added me to their clique which was already break dissolving at the time and it just left me it left me chris and KJ. And then around that same time, I met Daruba and Kari, and I added them to it because they was rappers as well, too. That's the only reason why. It's the only way I connected with them, because uh, I was looking for rappers to collab with. I was just like, anybody, I didn't care. It's just like, as long as like they know how to like rap on a mic, like, I was rocking with you. And like Daruba, 
car halfway knew how to do that and stuff like that. And so I added him to that clique, which, and then that was me, Chris, KJ, Daruba, and Car. And that was, was known as We Only Live Life Fast, which is Wolf. Mm-hmm. And I added, I think I added bags to it, but he was already doing something with his brother, Darius. And that was like action pack or something like that. And for push for bonded over like, yeah, sorry. <laughs> we all bonded over music and then you push push forward like i would say 2015 and then kari left kj didn't like the music that we was making it was different from his and so he left as well too so it was me chris daruba nick and also timmy because timmy uh, bags t- sorry sorry all these nicknames nick introduced us to timmy she's a little broken heart which he's known as and he introduced us to timmy vice versa and then timmy started hanging out around with us and so the core group became me chris daruba nick and timmy and also if you remember charlton as well too daruba oh him. yeah the little short light <laughs> mm-hmm. he yeah. ain't short no more so i call him my nigga short <laughs> oh not short but like no i remember because no because like i remember like one time and this was like at the spot off like spring garden like it was like me yeah. and lauren and i was like, oh like they're kind of like vibing or whatever but yeah i just like remember him that way but anyways yeah <laughs> But uh, that became known as Misfit Cartel. We did a whole, I produced a whole album for them and stuff like that. And then executive produced the solo albums and did the covers except for like two bags would draw the covers and I always add like designs behind them or color to them behind them and stuff like that or just add simple words to it you know we had we still have a band camp which is still up if you want to embarrassingly <laughs> look at all the old 2015 archive music and stuff like that and then 2016 came everybody moved out that apartment and stuff like that and, and like everybody left everybody left the group even though they was still like collabing and stuff like that mm-hmm. everybody left the group and stuff in 2016 uh i don't know what happened i think i just got tired of just waiting if that makes sense i got tired of waiting so i was like i'm gonna just go ahead and put my foot on the gas pedal and i hit up timmy i was like you want to make a record label <laughs> and he was like yeah why not i mean it's my as it is we can get the paperwork and stuff together maybe it official so we can just officially start dropping music and stuff and so that became mischief records worldwide which which everybody knows and it started from just like me and timmy being just like broke as fuck and like just like tired of waiting you know and then we added chris because like i ain't about to leave like he's the first person i did this with so i was like i ain't about to leave him behind at all you know so i added chris and then we started we created a character if that makes sense we created a character out of this one kid that was trying to be a rapper and we we just pretty much created his whole image that makes sense. Created his whole image, the way the things that he rap over, the things that he says, everything, you know, kind of backfired. But uh that was Cedric James. Yeah, I, I don't think you've ever met him, but he was yeah, he was part of the group. <laughs> At one point, as Chris Chris met him somewhere, I forgot, but we pretty much taught that man how to rap because he didn't know exactly how to rap on cadence and things like that. So we taught that man how to rap, gave that man a little bit of style, some instrumentals, you know, and then he just went off from there. 
you know, and all luck to him, I guess, because he, he's not part of it no more, even though uh, the debut album from the label, he's still on it. You know, I still give him his credits and stuff like that. Boom. Mm. I'm actually curious. Okay, so like when you say, like, how do you teach someone how to like rap? Like, how, do, how does that go? Like, I mean. It's not exactly teaching somebody how to rap, if that makes sense. It's just teaching them how to stay on cadence and on beats. Like, yeah. Bags had that problem a little bit when we was first starting to work together. And now he's much better. You know, he's an artist now. He makes art rather than rapping up, but like he was, uh, he got to the point where he started honing his skills. Like I guarantee, you, like I don't care like what type of beef we have or anything like that or anything, that man can still out rap anybody I know. <laughs> yeah, I know that for a fact. He can still out rap anybody I know. Cause the way he he kind of reminded me of like just old school rap if that makes sense. Where it's just like he got bars on top of bars, bars that you're not even thinking about, bars mm-hmm. that will hit you in your face. You'd be like, damn, how he say that? He said, I'm pretty sure he still got it to this day. I ain't gonna. Uh, that's no cap. I'm pretty sure he still has it to this day. But whatever he wants to do, whatever makes him happy. But I'm pretty sure he can still out rap any. He can go toe to toe with Earl Sweatshirt, and he laughs when I. <laughs> He 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 laughs when I say that. Sorry. He laughs. He'd be like, and why you tell him that? He'd be like, nah, nah, nah. But I guarantee you, if if you put him in a versus where it was just nothing, not hit for hit, but it was just bars, it would come to a stalemate. I promise you. So yeah, that that man correct. Like I wish, I wish that somehow, like one of us had like leverage to actually like make that happen. <laughs> yeah, like I, I'm gonna like I'm gonna give it to him. Like he, I I I will never say that I can rap better than Bags. I know that for a fact. I would never say. That. that would never come out my mouth it'll never never be in a fruition even if i tried my hardest he would still fuck me up and, and bar for bar i know that for a fact yeah well i love yeah. how you give credit where credit is due being able to like recognize like everyone's talent around you while still like honing in on your own you know oh yeah and it's uh but like him all right all right go back back to the subject i'm sorry i'm sorry no, uh, no worries. back to the subject and teaching people how to rap it's it's not really teach them how to rap especially well if they don't have like words and stuff together then you have to teach words and stuff but like usually when i come across somebody that's like like show me how to do this they already got words ready they just don't know how to be on beat if that makes sense mm-hmm. like, on, yeah but like, you gotta make it flow yeah and it's like i'm halfway good Daruba is more Daruba and Chris are more better at teaching people how to do it because Chris taught them more how to Chris taught uh, Cedric more how to rap if that made sense and more about subjects and like staying on subject and not like straying away Chris did that for sure but other than that me Timmy and Chris built that image that Cedric James is running with I'm not saying that as a diss or anything like all it, it worked <laughs> so all all praise mm-hmm. to him you know but uh that and then we was just signing people i i forgot all the people that i saw him. i know that for a fact but we was just signing people to the label at one point i think young and gifted was one uh this girl named jaded called me jaded she was one of them as well too it was just a whole variety it was all family because we all do the same shows which is those ed ruger shows Mm-hmm. You would see us like all like I don't know what happened to the picture, but there's a whole there's a picture with literally the entire mischief family 
Bags is in it. Daruba's in it. Everybody's literally in it except for you. <laughs> so like, it's like if I if I could ever find that picture, I'll show it to you. Show how big the label was at one point. But everybody's in that one picture. And then and then this and this is why I told everybody when I signed them to it. It's like I'm not holding y'all here if that makes sense. Like I'm not holding y'all by contract. This is word of mouth. So if y'all want to split do whatever y'all want to do that's perfectly fine with me you know what mm-hmm. i'm saying that's perfectly fine with me and timmy you know what i'm saying just give us your two weeks notice <laughs> and yeah. which they did you know because i'm not about to like i'm not holding i'm not about to hold nobody back people like yeah. lurch upon better opportunities i'm not to be like well the label needs it such go for it do it like go do what you need to do go go do it. go have fun with it that's the whole point of this it's like to branch off until you get to where you're comfortable, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's it's just like a whole bunch of people left except for, you know, the core, which is me, Timmy, Chris, Naruba, and CJ. And mm-hmm. then we saw added one more person to the group. So and this is why I forgot to mention. So there's Mischief Records, and then there's the group Mischief. The group Mischief is me, Timmy, Chris, and Naruba, or how it used to be. And then Cedric, and then we also added this one dude named Delivery Boy, and his name is Emery. He raps, he raps and sings with his shoes off. <laughs> really? <laughs> like, like he just has socks on or something? Oh hell no, barefoot. If you ever you go to one of his shows, he's always barefoot. Oh, that that is um definitely an eclectic trait. Uh- <laughs> rain, rain, sleet, snow, cold, hot. He he out there with no shoes on. You know, that's one of his characteristics. And then we went on tour 2018. We went to, we went to, we went to a bunch of places, but we had, this one specific one was in June. So we went to uh, Texas and then during that whole bunch of weird shit happened and Cedric and Delivery Boy left, started their own little thing for your children. They made children's music now, uh, as I've heard. Like Schoolhouse and, uh, Rock? Not uh, like P, more like PBS. If that makes sense. Oh yeah, yeah, like you know, like every day when you're walking across the street, oh, or yeah. something like that. Yeah, like, they make that type of music now. Oh, that's that's kind of cute, actually. I know, right? Anything for the kids, you know what I'm saying? So all peace tool. So and then uh, for right now, it's just a hiatus. I would say so things get a little bit more reorganized, which I'm fine with because I just had a kid. So. Mm-hmm. Like congratulations, by the way. Thank you, thank you. It is like we're all hiatus. Like I'm still making beats. Me and Timmy still making music, of course. But it's uh, they got to a point where things was weird. It's just like I don't know what was going on with the latter half of 2019. We did a show with uh this big name artist, and nobody showed up, like whatsoever. It was the weirdest thing too, just because it's just like. This, was there like publicity or what? No, of course. Like this is part of Dude's tour, you know what I'm saying? And nobody showed up. You know what I'm saying? And I think mean, that's kind of halfly his fault because he was telling people it's like some artists come to Greensboro and they like get a ill vibe for like for some odd reason or whatever. And then they'd be like, Oh, just don't come to the show, or whatever. And then they change their minds halfway through, like, oh, I'll come to the show to the show and then like by that time nobody comes because you know this one person's ego so this big rapper's like ego kind of like offset of it offset how many people was going to come to that show and like it, it turned out to where it was only four or five people and if that's four or five people that's just nobody <laughs> if that makes sense 
So like after that, we was just like we just gonna reorganize because it is the second time that it happened. Like with a big name artist, and it's just, we just gonna reorganize right now. And so mm-hmm. you know, it's just a period of reorganization, and then COVID happened, which extended yeah. that by another year. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, Timmy tried to still do shows with his friends, the friends that he has, he has, and stuff like that. And, you know, it was still kind of limited, you know, because of COVID, but like, mm-hmm. you know, the restrictions are coming back. So I would say whenever restrictions lift and we can leave the state again without, with a peace of mind, that's when mischief will come back. But for now, it's just trying to, trying to, you know, maintain the fort that makes sense. Oh, of course, of course. Shoot. So, I mean, I guess too, like with, you know, COVID happening, it's definitely given y'all like more time to like gather your thoughts and like with the whole, you know, organizing, like really, you really have time to like, kind of like hone in what you want to focus on so that, yeah, basically, I mean, ideally in 2021, you know, (laughs) out here, um, you know. Ideally, I pray. (laughs) I pray every day. (laughs) Look, oh, oh gosh, I... I'd be hoping, I'd be hoping. But okay, so would you say that touring would be your number one priority as far as like what you want to do, like when COVID ends and we can go back outside? Well, me, I don't like touring myself, honestly. Like the only aspect of touring that I like is seeing sights, but it mm-hmm. it can become really dangerous if that makes sense, especially when you're out there thousand miles away. Wait, what do you mean dangerous? just dangerous you know just I mean, I, dangerous it's just like and i predicted this as well too because it's it's just dangerous for rappers now just like to be out and about you know what i'm saying like even low tier rappers are like getting shot and killed oh, you know yeah. what i'm saying like once that you're not even hearing about and like i've i saw it coming and it started with x and i just i saw it coming just start trickling down and now it's to the point where it's literally like a rapper getting shot every week and it's just a dark, it's just a dark time in the tour right now, to be honest. Like, I don't know if that's because of quarantine, people being cooped up in the house or whatever, but it's literally like, and I'm not even capping it. It's just like, it's sad. It's just, as a rapper that gets shot every week, like literally every week, you know? And I just don't want to be, I don't want to get caught lacking, especially like a thousand miles away, like California or mm-hmm. Chicago or something like that. That's my whole like Timmy, 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 stay dangerous. You know what I'm saying? He don't stay safe. He stay dangerous. So he's gonna do it automatically. But I told him it's just like one. Like I'm a dad now. <laughs> yeah, I'm a whole dad. You know what I'm saying? And I'm not getting capped for nobody <laughs> whatsoever. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Especially if it's just like over, just like rap music. You know what I'm saying? It's not even about like doing anything. It's just about oh, you wearing this to such and such, and it, it wouldn't even be like gang attire or anything like that and it's just like oh you got a nice chain oh you must be a rapper and so oh oh we're gonna take that mm-hmm. oh you don't like us taking that we, then we just gonna shoot you then you know what i'm saying so it's yeah. it's just mad territory just too many too many unknown factors too many unknown factors now if my boy was like 20 <laughs> 20 22 i really wouldn't mind. i really wouldn't mind but like these are the key moments where i need to be in his life you know what i'm saying so it's Oh, in full, in full, full aspect, you know. So it's mm-hmm. just trying to stay safe, and yeah. it's just not safe out there. Yeah. And like it used to be, it wasn't safe for the big name artists. Now it's not safe for nobody. So I was you know, thinking about that, like, with, but 
Shit. So I don't like telling people that I made beats like that in public because Lord knows, like, I've had people, like, spot me out, like, oh, you made beats. And I just get hella nervous, like, oh, what the hell is about to happen now? Is he going to ask me for my contact information or is he going to try to rob me? Like, that's how, that's to the point where it's gotten. So, mm-hmm. yeah, just trying to stay safe. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, because, like, your number one priority, yeah, is, like, being a dad, right now you know and those are like the most crucial years it's like definitely the beginning so making sure that like you're there that's crazy like no but i'm promise you i promise you keep go to hot new hip-hop and just keep scrolling down you see this person got shot this person got shot this person got shot this person got shot it is sickening (laughs) it's mad sickening it is it's like I don't know if it's that, you know, crabs in a barrel thing where if people see, you know, you're doing- It most definitely is the crab in a barrel thing, but it's the crab in a barrel if the crab had a damn gun. (laughs) (sighs) That's the way it is. Like, yeah, people will tell you used to take swipes at you like, "Eh, just talk shit about you. Now they just want to kill you. Like, Okay, so so I actually have a personal question now. Are you a registered gun owner? I'm just curious because it's got me thinking now. Not yet. Not yet. I'm about to go back to college. My college is like in an uptown area and they be having protests over there and like they be chasing random people in the corners and beating them up. So I will be soon, most definitely. Yeah. Yeah, I was just curious because I'm like, the more you talk about safety, not saying like the solution is for, you know, everyone to like, you know, start packing. Because I mean, you know, that's a whole nother story, which actually is interesting. Cause like, I think um, at Linux mall, like because they're on private property, they like banned guns on the property now, which, you know, that in itself was crazy. Cause I'm like, why are you <laughs> getting shot at the mall? Like, can we just all like, you ain't gonna exactly. love one another, but huh? Exactly. It's just like, why are people getting shot at the mall? <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, wait, hold on. People like who do music are like out here, like for each other. Um, even when it's some guess, are, yeah, some are, some are out here for each other. You know what I'm saying? Some are genuinely like, yeah, let's collab and stuff. But like, there's two halves. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. There's one. There's there's one half. I love you. And the other half, fuck you. Right? Yeah. And there's no in between. Well, there is in between. It's called being two faced. But you know. Oh, oh no! <laughs> Wait, what? Oh my. Wait. Okay. So let's talk about that. All right. People who come to you. They're like, okay, hey, I like what you do. Um, you know, let's link, like, listen to what I'm working with. How do you, how do you, how do you decipher between two-faced people? I'm two-faced, two-faced people. Wow, I can't even talk. I'm genuinely curious because yeah, you must come across people who actually like are not as genuine as they seem. Mm. Oh, I can tell when they two-faced. It's okay. Say that, uh, say uh you say that you're gonna make a beat. But you let them know, yo, my schedule is packed, so it's going to be a week. You know what I'm saying? Okay. There's going to be a week. And then they hit you three days later. Yo, man, where's my beat at? Such and such and such and such. And you tell them again, like, I'm sorry, my schedule is literally backed up to the point mm-hmm. where I can't make you something right now. My schedule is literally backed up. I'm not saying that to be lazy. It's literally backed up. And then they'll go on the whole time, right? Oh, well, fuck you then, and such and such and such and such. That's how you know they was two faced the whole damn time, you know. But that's not it. Like, what? That's not the move, right? (laughs) Well, I'm just like, you know, I think 
and I mean, even people like not in your industry can understand we all have our own respective timelines. And, you know, like in your case, obviously, like you're like a dad before you're an artist, you know, it's like having that level of respect in like people's time. So it's just like, yeah, this is some. And then the other way is like if you're doing like if you're like somewhere with that person, if that makes sense, like a show or out and or something like that. Like this, I met this dude in a hookah bar, and uh, I forget his name, but he was drunk or whatever. And this man was trying to tell me who he was and that he wanted mm-hmm. to collab, right? Okay. And then you know, drinks a little bit more, comes back to where I'm at again. Yo, fuck you, man. Like I'm pretty sure you ain't gonna make. <laughs> You ain't gonna make my beats and stuff like that. Like I'm tired of you damn producers mm-hmm. and all that such and such. It's like you run into weirdos. Let's put it like that. <laughs> it's just yeah. you can run into some weirdos. You can run into some genuine people. Like you really can run into some genuine people. Like Andy Sauce. He's a he's a big he's a big artist in uh North Carolina. Wait, genuine. Who? His name is Andy Sauce. Andy has- Sauce. Mm-hmm. Indie sauce. I met like him indie, at the, like the genre of music or like indie like I'm indies like streets. It, it like more like the genre spelled <laughs> I N D Y. I met him at the back of one of the shows that we was uh throwing, and I think he performed there as well too. But he was he's a genuine dude. Like mm-hmm. he don't care if you're nerd, black, white, Mexican, fuck, uh, alien. He don't care as long mm-hmm. as you you are not like trying to like do anything wrong to him. He's going to treat you the same way with respect, you know? Yeah. So, like, it's genuine people like that. That's why you can't always judge a book by its cover. So I I met this man, man, had goggles on. I thought he was a caricature of the 2000s, which I really did like, you know, how they was wearing goggles (laughs) on the head and stuff like that. But he a fierce-ass rapper at the same time as well, too. Like, he can freestyle right then and there, and it's not written. Mm-hmm. You know, he needs to be bigger than he actually yeah. is, even though he's just really blowing that. up. Yeah, he's a, but he's a genuine dude. He's a very genuine yeah. dude, most definitely. So, yeah, you run in a running a you run into different types of characters. If that makes sense. That's what's up. That's what's up. I actually okay. So, so okay. So you were just like, yeah, he's like really good at freestyling. Honestly, I've always like really admired people who are really good at Me freestyling because yeah, it's just it's such like an enigma to me that you could just be like okay so remember back in the day um so like 106 in park i used to like watch like all the time like oh lord parents day like they would have those like you know those like two people like go up they'd give them like a topic like fruit loops and then they would have to you know rap about fruit loops and i just always thought it was so interesting how you could just like throw something at somebody and they could just take it and run with it you know because i'm not that quick of a thinker <laughs> and so to just like listen to people i'm like oh my goodness gracious like your mind it just it the, the it just works so fast how and it flows like what is this <laughs> <laughs> exactly and bags is really good at that <laughs> you throw that man in topic like say rap about jumanji and he'll literally do it like and he'll <laughs> he'll twist it you'd be like oh, oh you cold as hell like Bass can most definitely do that. You know, Timmy can do that as well too. Chris mm-hmm. a little bit. Chris Chris is more of a writer, writer, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. You know? And but yeah, I would say that's why I always give that man his props. Like it's one of the best freestylers I know. So like he yes. can do it. 
Oh man, yeah. I can't um, do it. I can't freestyle. I can't freestyle work for dance, and that's because I got auditory processing disorder. So it's it's like I have to think about everything I say, and then it makes mm-hmm. sense right then and there. <laughs> mm-hmm. So it's impossible to freestyle. You know, <laughs> I I can freestyle halfway. I can say a line, and then the next line will come five minutes later. But <laughs> Ain't coming yeah. automatically, you know what I'm saying? Like how bads can do it. And it's all because oh yeah, I think like yeah, like that delay. <laughs> one line, and then like all right, there we go. One line, there you go. Bye. Um, shoot. And you said like how I could like get myself to write four albums and stuff is beyond me. I can't do it no more. So I I, I produce more than I rap these days. But like mm-hmm. how I could like do so back in the day is beyond me. You know, but I, I did it. <laughs> I did it. But I couldn't freestyle, man. That's for a fact. It used to take me. I used to frustrate myself, especially when people be like, yo, write this on spot. We're about to do a song right now. Like, I can't do it. Like, the best way to do, for me to do a song with somebody is you tell me a week in advance. You give mm-hmm. me a whole week to write that song, and then I got you. Like, it can't be like right there in the studio, you know, like, I'm going to overthink it too much. You know, no, it's, it's, it's just not going to happen. Yeah, I'd be like, oh, my God, wait, like, too much pressure, pressure. Ah, like, exactly. <laughs> on the spot, what is this? <laughs> oh, I mean, honestly, I think, like, I mean, I kind of, like, hinted at this before, but knowing your strengths and knowing your weaknesses and, like, knowing, you know, like, what, what you're good at focusing on that. And then, like you said, you like to produce more now anyways, so... Mm-hmm. You know, um, that's a plus, but okay. And I'm probably gonna like, okay. So, the, and so you've like mentioned some people that like I don't know, like who are rappers in Greensboro, and I might like ask you for like their Instagram or something, just because one of the things that I was like curious about, okay. So, and they don't have to be like Greensboro people, but for the listeners who are, you know, gonna be tuning into this episode, who are some people like we don't know? who are, like, really good artists, like, really good lyricists that we should know about. Alpha Wolf, he's a good, <laughs> he's yeah. a good lyricist. If, uh, uh, Okami the Lord on Instagram, that's his IG, if that's still what it is, I can't remember, but Alpha Wolf, that's a, he's a good one. He'll make you cry, he'll make you laugh, he'll make you rage, he'll make you, he'll make you do everything emotional-wise <laughs> when it comes to music, and then Andy Sauce, of course, I like him a lot. And he's from Green. No, no, he's from either. I think it's Kernersville, if I'm not mistaken. Okay, I could be wrong. wrong. Don't don't yell at me, bro. If you hear this, I, I <laughs> forgot where you're from. North Carolina, I know that for a fact. But <laughs> yeah, he's a real, he's a real good artist. Um, who else can I think about? Oh, oh, uh, Little Broken Heart, of course. Mm-hmm. Based out of, based out of Kernersville. If you like a. Uh, goth wave type stuff and he's your man and keep my secrets he's another so it's another uh i would say eclectic rapper is that makes sense you more sense he sounds mystical like with the name <laughs> yo nah he uh he uh every he doesn't perform like straight tracks have you ever been to one of our shows before like how you hear people rapping on the same mp3 nah he brings a whole band with him so he's he's uh did a hot ticket if that makes sense if you ever go to one of his shows mm. and he has a group called fang which timmy is also in you know and uh halfway quarterly produced for it which is uh but they're 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 pretty they're pretty neat and uh foreign foreign's another good rapper as well too that's in that group as well too i've made beats from him before mm-hmm. and uh mm-hmm. 
Who else can I think about? Um, a Hazy. He's a, a rapper I met out in California. He's really good. Uh, my friend Trex produces for him. A Hazy. A underscore A Hazy. He makes he makes good music, but you gotta tune in because he deletes a lot of his songs. Especially Wait, the good what? Ones. Yeah, he deletes songs from time to time. Like he has this one good song that he dropped when I went out there. And it's not there no more. <laughs> okay, real talk. We need to, like, okay, let's stop and, like, explain this to me. First of all, I thought, like, if you were an artist, you would, like, want, like, your content, like, easily accessible to people, like, at all times. So if you, like, put, like, you know, like, work into something, why would you, like, is this, like, a Beyonce title thing where, like, you got to, like, people, go, like. <laughs> people are like that. It's just, just you I better thank God. this. Y'all better thank God that Prince came up in a time where it put like records on wax was record on wax because I'm pretty sure he would be he would have been the same way if he was younger and had a SoundCloud he would be deleting tracks left and right and Wait, just keeping it for himself. I swear, no Prince Prince does that, but Prince tried to do that. Like he has like five albums at Paisley Park that you'll never hear that's just sitting in a vault that he's done, and like this is back in the '80s. 80s going to 90s he has a whole bunch of music and like i i forgot the dream factory that's the name of one of them that's the name of the league from one of them he has an album called the dream factory and he has four other ones that he recorded but he keeps away from everybody and this man once said that that batman album the original demos that he did for it was were duets between him and michael jackson so that's a whole album between Prince and Michael Jackson that's just sitting in a vault somewhere that you'll never go you're never gonna hear. Ever. <laughs> Why People are, like artists are like that. <laughs> from the world. Artists are like that. I mean, if you got it just, Prince, just like don't want you to hear it, you're not gonna hear it. Like they had to fight nail and tooth just to get out that originals. Like Morris Day and the Tom have a song called Jungle Love that was really popular, but Prince originally did that song. He just never released it. He gave it to Morris Day. And they just now put it out like just a few years ago because they got like halfway, halfway entrance into the vault. But all the other stuff is legit. Like when Prince, Prince had shit set up just in case he died. <laughs> and it's so weird. So he had, so the first vault, the first layer of the vault is the vault is the stuff that he wanted people to like, when he died, he wanted that, he wanted that stuff to be put out. And then there's another layer to the vault, which only he has the password to that is just like locked in it. It's just a bunch of old stuff that you're never going to hear. And those Michael Jackson duets are in there. Gosh. Like, yeah, like it's just just a whole bunch of things in this world that you do not know about that is just locked away. Okay. And that you'll just find out through hearsay, I promise you. Okay, okay. So like, all right, how do I phrase this? Okay, so I guess like I can understand that because like, I mean, obviously, like everyone knows Prince. Um, but like, okay, so what's his name? Alan Cali. I forgot everybody. I'm so sorry. <laughs> um, You're good. What? Okay, if people don't like know you, know you. Like, if everyone doesn't know you, know you, then why would you do it? Yeah, just because maybe it. And sometimes it's the personality thing as well too. Like, maybe you don't like the way that you sound on this so you don't want nobody else to hear it. I got a bunch of tracks like that as well too. Like I got songs that I have not put out whatsoever because it's like nah I don't I don't okay. want people to hear that. I don't want people to hear me like that. You know? 
Okay, that, uh, that makes sense. But like, if you if you release something and then like take it back, that's what's. Uh, this is still. I'm like, like I'm trying to like make the math like out of my head, and I'm like, if at one point you know you, I'm sorry, we don't have to harp on this. I just didn't know that was a thing. Uh -huh. Yeah, it's a thing. It's not. And don't get me wrong. Sometimes it can be a superficial thing. Sometimes it can't. It's not. But that's a lot of things. Like Michael Jackson has a bunch of stuff that you're never going to hear. You think he was just not doing nothing between well, 2001 and 2009? <laughs> like, okay, yeah. Well, like that, that's sometimes okay. So yeah, for like you know, for people who you know were in the game forever and who you know everyone like around the world knows. Like, I can understand that. But like, yeah, it still doesn't. It's still like for the people who want to really, really, really like make a name for themselves. If they already let it out like why would i just take it i don't even know it's like now, and now there's some circumstances like like new orleans like when hurricane katrina hit all of uh louis armstrong's records all his unreleased records got destroyed you know what i'm saying it's things like mm -hmm. that or like when wu-tang when the wu-tang clan came out there were supposed to be other solo albums with the classic solo albums like method man's album ghostface killer's album like Inspector Deck had a whole album which was already considered a classic before it came out. It was already ready. But Reza had a, a flood in his basement and he lost a whole bunch of projects. And mm -hmm. that was one of them, you know? So yeah. it's just just circumstances, just real life circumstances. Like Bob Marley mm -hmm. had a bunch of unreleased. He had a whole album that was ready to drop. But after confrontation, like it was supposed to be a tetralogy. It was supposed to be, well, no, no, no. No, no, it was supposed to be a trilogy. It was supposed to be up, survival, uprising, and confrontation. The original confrontation, when he died, people broke into his house and they stole <gasps> all the records. You know what I'm saying? So the original version of that album never got released, so they had to go get what they already had and then remix the vocals that they already had and stuff like that. And now you have the album, what is known as Confrontation. But the original, like, and the original had different songs. It had different different what different versions of the original songs that's on the new newer version and stuff and it all got stolen you know jamaicans can be kind of ruthless like that but yeah uh, just just circumstances like that yeah definitely. Oh, like wow that's a whole other side of world of music that like the world will never get to hear because of things like that yeah so, oh, oh my yeah. goodness when i listen back to this i'm gonna like i'm literally sitting here like I am like really out here learning shit. Like, yes. Like, I, like I had to sit back in my chair for a second because I was like, what? I'm like, you a know, a lot of like, things I this. know through people. It's so weird. Oh, that's wow. I, mm, the, the way in which, oh, there, there's levels to this. There's layers. There's layers. Um, there's layers to a lot of stuff. Like, I wow, know this is off topic, but I'm related to, I know it's off topic, but I'm related to Benedict Arnold. <laughs> what? So oh, like, my, oh, my God. This one layer, this layers to a lot of things. <laughs> that makes sense. Let me think, like, I should, like, start asking people fun facts. Like, hey, like, let me know, like, a fun fact. Um, I'm going to write that down, actually, because that'd be, like, that's like that's like good content, like shit that people would never be able to ask you. But you know? uh, you, would you want to do one now? Wait, wasn't that your fun fact? <laughs> uh, I, well, I it's part of it if that makes sense. Wait, oh my god, is there a and story? You, you can put this on the podcast if you want to, but I'll just like telling the story if that makes sense. 
I mean, I'm always here for a story. Well, uh, okay. So I'm related to the first mayor of Philadelphia. Like the whole area where it's at is like named after like that part of the family, Shippensville or Shipping something. But Edward Shippen is the first mayor of Philadelphia. And I'm related through him, through his sister. His sister's my Tom's 15 great-grandmother. And, you know, trickled down. Uh, they family started, uh, they family had sex with slaves. And mm-hmm. then that's where that came from. That's, <laughs> that's what I mean, yeah, look at us. That's what a black half comes into play. You know, it's through the ligons and stuff like that. And you keep boiling it down. And then the Ligons, which is like, they're my great, great cousins. They own half the land in Raleigh. They, they own half of Raleigh, if that makes sense. And my grandmother, great-grandmother Juanita gave birth to my grandfather, great-grandfather. How do you go? Great. It, it just trickles down back to me if that makes sense. Yeah. I'm not going to through the whole thing. But <laughs> and, all right, back to the Benedict Arnold thing. Edward Shippen's great-granddaughter is... Benedict Arnold's wife, and they had a kid together. So that makes me automatically related to him. Oh, wow. That's, That's a family tree right there. And it's all on Wikipedia, too. <laughs> oh, my goodness. That's a whole, like, that's a whole separate thing. Cause I don't even know, like, my, like, family history like that like that um okay let's (laughs) i know i was all over the place with it i'll show you a whole list one day so it can be it makes more sense but like (laughs) yeah yeah wow famous cousins (laughs) actually that actually sounds like uh like a like that sounds like a skit on a show famous cousins because like everyone's like that's my cuz that's my cuz um Key and Pill did something like that. They really did. It's oh, uh, it was because you know about Thomas Jefferson and his. Uh, his oh yes, yeah. yeah. So they was like, uh, they was going through the ancestry. It was like a fake ancestry commercial, and they're like, white people in the in the uh, in the in the in the ad. They was naming off random like just like random people like, uh, Thomas Edison, uh, Roosevelt, and then every black person kept saying. Thomas Jefferson. <laughs> yeah. Thomas motherfucking Jefferson. Like, oh. <laughs> all the black people in that app was related to Thomas Jefferson. So they did something like that. Something what you were saying. Oh my God. Imagine be, be like, yeah, so I did my, that'd be like actually crazy. I do my ancestry and be like, hey, you guys, guess what? Um, <laughs> oh my God. Okay. <laughs> wow. Thomas Jefferson. <laughs> That's Okay, I'm like re recalibrating my brain right now because wow, I that ooh, I have not heard a fact like that in a while, and I'm like, mm, I need to get my guests to like drop some like fun facts on here. Um, but, <laughs> ooh, wow. Okay, so obviously, like we talked about like a bunch of things, but. I want you to like give the listeners like your takeaway points. So when people listen to this podcast episode and they look back on your episode, like what do you really want to, you know, resonate with them? Well, number one is a, a 
hey, if you like doing what you like doing, uh, as long as it's not detrimental to your health or detrimental to the, your loved ones, go all for it. You know, it's like whether it's writing, making music, making video games, do whatever you want. I tell my brother this all the time because he's just a caricature of what I used to do when I was a kid. You know, except times 10, like I used to want to, I used to talk about wanting to build a computer. This man went to go, this man went and built a computer. I used to try to learn how to play a guitar. I didn't get, to, I didn't get far, but this man knows how to play a guitar now. You know what I'm saying? He, he learned photos. I learned Photoshop. He learned the whole Adobe spectrum. You know what I'm saying? So like, don't be afraid to do whatever you want to do. You know what I'm saying? Especially if it's creativity. That's that's the whole one of my main takeaways. And uh, I think another one of my takeaways is uh, try to be humble, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Like, I know years ago I wasn't the most uh, the most uh, what you call it the most thoroughest person, you know. But it comes through uh, just learning. You know what I'm saying? Like, especially with anger and things like that and just trying to set yourself back and uh just telling yourself and fixing yourself at the same time mm-hmm. you know and then like just letting go of i i'll let go of my grudges if that makes sense unless it's road rage and then you have it coming but <laughs> <laughs> but like my grudges like anybody it's just like i don't care no more you know what i'm saying it's all like mobs try to like kill me you know what i'm saying it's just like Try not to hold as much grudges, mm-hmm. and that makes sense. And if you do have a grudge for somebody that you fuck with, or somebody that you love and stuff, like you try to try to like go ahead and fix it now because it's going to suck if you don't. I had to learn that the hard way. Yeah. So like, yeah, just trying to just trying to be better, you know. But I think this is what your twenties is for. It's just like learning how to. Learning how to get rid of all that angst and stuff from when you was younger and just learning how to be an adult, mm-hmm. you know? So so don't be afraid to do what you want to do as well, too. Like, you, like, man, you're a perfect caricature of that because you be doing what you want to do. Oh, yeah. You be doing it most <laughs> definitely. Like, whether well, it's different hairstyles, different dresses, going to different locations and stuff. Like you did it and you still doing it. I gotta give you your props. So oh, you know you. <laughs> like hey, you said you wanted to do a podcast. You you're about a second season in, if I'm not mistaken, right? Yeah, no. I actually don't have seasons. I kind of just like keep adding episodes. <laughs> now that's the beautiness of it. You can create your own syndication. <laughs> season two of T with Key. Season three. Season four. You know what I'm saying? You could do it. Like Joe Rogan has different seasons, you know. So mm-hmm. yeah. Like that's what I'm telling you. Like this whole this uh podcasting thing. Like if you like doing it, go go ham with it. Go on Spotify, which I think you're already on Spotify for a second, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I Apple Podcasts. Major platforms, yeah. And like and Apple Podcasts, I'm already subscribed to you on there as well too. It's oh, only three people. It's only I'm only subscribed to three people: Joe Rogan, Bill Burr, and T with Key. If you want to, if you want to know what I listen to on, <laughs> on Apple Podcasts, <laughs> so yeah, yeah, like I don't listen to many podcasts like that, but you know, those are the things I listen to, and like, but. I think the whole takeaway is be humble, but don't be afraid, if that makes sense. That's yeah. true. That's true. I mean, do what you want. Do do what you want within reason, of course. <laughs> do what you love to do, pursuing your passions. And then, yeah, really focusing on 
building the relationships that you have with people. So, you know, which is also why, like, thank you for wanting to be a guest. Thank you for reaching out to me too. I know that we don't talk (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah, I mean, you know, I feel like when, when I left Greensboro, I didn't really stay in touch um, as much as like- And that's perfectly fine. Don't ever feel bad about that. I mean, well, a little bit, but, but. (laughs) No, I just, I am appreciative and I just want to like, thank you too, just for making like time for me, you know? Thanks for listening to this episode of Tea with Key.